Taj Brooks and Roderick Thompson both enjoyed breakout seasons in 2020 and 2021, respectively. Both backs returned to the backfield for Texas Tech in the 2022 season, with a couple other intriguing names at their Texas Tech's running back position. I'll take a look at each of them and predict their 2022 seasons on today's episode of Locked On Texas Tech. Our Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Texas Tech. It is a nice Thursday afternoon here. I am Emery Lida, your host. It's been a little while since I've done a solo podcast. I've been doing, been publishing the Big 12 roundtables, which you would have seen over the last couple of days. So I'm back here, back in town, ready to record. I've been traveling the last week. So that is part of why I've not been able to put anything up on the web. But that changes today. We're going into the second position preview of the 2022 football season, taking a look at the running backs today. Now, before I get into this, I just want to say if you have not already checked out the quarterback preview that I posted last week, it is definitely worth your watch. It's up there on our YouTube channel, which you can check out and subscribe today. We've got some good content coming up there. And in addition, it is wherever you get your podcasts. And my goal on this is to do one a week when it comes to these position previews. I put the opponent previews on hold for a little bit just because of the fact that I've been out of town and I'm trying to get some guests lined up so that I can have multiple sides to our opponent previews. So in the meantime, we're just going to have to stick with the position preview for this week. Next week, I should be back maybe doing a double episode with NC State and Texas, but no guarantees there. But in the meantime, just taking a look at the running back position and probably the best place to start is to look back at the 2021 season, which featured both Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks having pretty heavy snaps. You look at their snap totals from the 2021 season. Brooks ended up getting 232 snaps over the course of the year over nine games. Sir Roderick Thompson played in 312 snaps over the course of 11 games. And then also worth noting, Xavier White had 270 snaps at running back. And although he was kind of pretty much everywhere from a position standpoint, White did play a majority of his snaps at the tailback position, so can't really expect him to do the same this year. I think that's probably the first point to get out of the way real quick is that both him and Tredeus Townsend, from everything we've heard through the media and what we've seen in spring, and as we get closer to fall, it appears that both them, both him, both Xavier White and Tredeus Townsend are going to be playing mostly at the slot receiver position, likely behind Miles Price, but you will probably see some of them in the backfield, just nowhere near as much as we saw last year. But 2021, that was where we saw Sarah Thompson, first off, led the team in carries with 107 for 500 yards, 10 touchdowns. And if you look at his touchdowns over the course of his career, he's up to 33 rushing touchdowns, which is top 10 in Texas Tech history as running back. There's a good chance he can be, get up to, I believe, fifth or sixth by the end of the season if everything goes well for him. So it's been a really nice career for Thompson. Last season was a little bit worse than his 2019 and 2020 campaigns, which saw him run for 765 and 610 yards respectively. But still, Thompson had a good season in the red zone, scored a lot of touchdowns that way. Even though his longest run was only 33 yards, he was able to be a consistent kind of bell workhorse inside the red zone 
and just a good power runner. So Thompson brings a lot of that power, but the guy that really came on last year was Taj Brooks. I mentioned this both at our season recap all the way back in January, but also a little bit over the course of this offseason. But Brooks is one of the guys that really started off the season strong last year, 200-yard games in the first two games of the season, then another good game against FIU. But in the practice between the FIU and the Texas game, ended up having suffering a leg fracture that would keep him out for over a month before he returned against Kansas State. After that, it really took him a few games to get back get his legs back under him, but finished the season off with another 100-yard game against Mississippi State on only 16 carries. So when Brooks was healthy last season and able to get in a rhythm as the lead runner, he was really good. I mean, averaging over 6.5 yards per carry over the course of the season, that is phenomenal for a running back. And it really does look like he had the best season on paper of any Texas Tech running back last year. I mean, even Xavier White, you look at what he was able to do in 2020. He was a very low volume back in 2020, only 62 carries on the year. And he had multiple really long runs, and he still only averaged seven yards a carry. So what Brooks was able to do last season was phenomenal. That was the second year in the program. As he comes into this third year, you have to figure the main goal for him will be be healthy and try to establish himself as the 1A or 1B option. I have to imagine both him Thompson are going to be splitting. But last season, you saw both of them really have their strong games. I mean, Thompson, I just talked about Brooks, but Thompson had a 100-yard game against TCU, crossed 80 yards against Kansas in the win there. He had 80 yards in the bowl game against Mississippi State, and we saw both him and Brooks really tear up that Mississippi State defense on the interior. And he just in general had three multiple touchdown games over the course of the season. I mean, games against West Virginia, TCU, like I already mentioned, and then also a game against Kansas State. And that just speaks to his goal line ability. And going back a few years now, you're looking at someone that over the course of the last three seasons has been really a reliable force for Tech when he's been healthy. I mean, 300-yard games in 2020. He had one, obviously, in 2021. And then in 2019, he even had one against Baylor, which is probably still the best game of his career. So Thompson's been someone that Tech has been able to rely on for years. Brooks really came onto the scene last year. Those guys are kind of your main guys, and if you look back on what they were able to do in 2019, it showed, or in 2021, it really just shows that you come into the season with two established running backs. So to kind of, as we move on to the next segment, I'm going to be taking a look at how I think their roles will evolve in 2022. I'm also going to talk a little bit about Xavier White, Charis Townsend, and then in the third segment going forward, I'm going to talk about some of the other running backs that are worth mentioning. But first, I have a message from Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the name brand that the, wet, that the warehouse happens to carry and taking forever to do it. You have computers at home with access to rockauto.com, and you also have your phone in your pocket that can also access the website. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are low, and they have everything that you can need. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Again, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing with selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. 
Welcome back to Locked On Texas Tech here and talking about the running back positions for the 2022 season. And we talked about Taj Brooks and Roger Thompson, how good they were last season and sort of how their 2021 seasons went along. But looking at 2022, it's a new season, new offensive coordinator is at Kitley. You've got almost a brand new offensive line. There's a little bit of questions about how that will come together. So you have all of these kind of question marks, but you know Brooks and Thompson are going to be working together. If memory serves correctly, Roger Thompson did not play in the preseason. I believe he had surgery on his shoulder in the spring. So he will be kind of a little bit of a question mark going into fall camp, but I would expect him to play. Obviously, Taj Brooks is going to be the main guy at running back when it comes to right away, but you would expect that both those guys will be kind of your main factors. And so looking at what they can do this season, I think you have to expect that Zach Kelly is going to change some, some things about the offense from what we saw under Sonny Pumby. You have Tyler Shock, Donovan Smith, Baron Morton. If you have not already checked out the preview, please do that for the quarterbacks. But I do think that quarterback battle is going to play into the running position because if you're running a Donovan Smith out there, could see more read option sort of, power option plays that bring in the running game. If you bring a Tyler Shuck as well, it's something that you saw him do some at Oregon with the spread option type of system that he played there and sort of utilizing himself as an option quarterback. So I think you could see that play out this season. And in that system, we saw it against Iowa State and to a lesser degree against Mississippi State. That sort of system really favors Taj Brooks, I feel like, kind of spreading the offense out, being able to go from perimeter to perimeter. Brooks is someone that is actually more of a power back than people realize. He's built more like a power running back, 5'10", 220. You get downhill well, but he's also, in my opinion, a little bit more of an agile back than what Roger Thompson has. Thompson's more of the pure between the tackles type of runner. But Brooks, I'd expect him to be very useful when it comes to just being, just running in that option game if Tech utilizes it. And maybe take on more of the role between the 20s. I think you'll see Sir Roger Thompson still maintaining a little bit of that goal line status because he's so good at being patient and finding his blockers down there. And I think that's something that in the red zone is valuable as well as just when you get inside the five, just being a bulldozer, and he can do that as well. And just looking at what Thompson has done over the years, last season he was more of a pure downhill running back. We saw it in the red zone. But his receiving game, outside of one reception against TCU, which he took 75 yards, really was non-existent. And I feel like that might be an area where you see Taj Brooks step out. I know we haven't really seen it much over the last couple of years at Texas Tech. It's only been one of those things where he's had six catches for 52 yards last season. And 2020, even then, he wasn't really that much of a factor in the past game, only 13 receptions for 61 yards. But just the way that he plays, I think you could see him being utilized a little bit more in Kitley's system as a receiving back. So I think both of those guys are going to see maybe an uptick in their receptions. And then beyond that, you have to look at Xavier White and Sherry's Townsend because both of those guys in 2021 were your main guys out of the backfield, specifically looking at Xavier White. Townsend obviously had an injury last year and also just didn't get as many snaps as what we saw from White. But White, over the last two seasons, has 39 receptions. And this year, supposedly moving back into the slot, which he had played a lot of in his freshman year before getting injured in a game against Oklahoma. So he's going to be someone that is really worth watching because I could see Tech run him back into the backfield at times. Maybe one of those things where they have a set package where Xavier White either runs in a two-back look or when he's running 
for when he's a soul back there, but certainly you'd expect him to have a bit of a role in the pass catching game. And so for White, I think him not being as a running back is going to maybe help out in terms of clearing up the logjam between him and Thompson and Taj Brooks. And it seemed like kind of a necessity because Brooks coming onto the scene last year, Thompson coming on the scene, those are, those are guys gonna, that are going to demand upwards of 12 carries a game. And when you combine those two, you're almost 30 carries. And that's just simply most of your rushing offense. So it makes sense for you to see White move back out to the outside. But still, if you're using him for receiving, for screen sets, stuff like that, I could easily see a situation where Xavier White moves back in the backfield. Same thing goes for Trey's Townsend on lower volumes. But when I look at the rest of the running back room, there's still more, a couple more guys in Blake Bedwell and as well as that Bryson Donald and and um, Cameron Valdez as well that could factor into the equation. So I'm going to take a brief look at all three of those. Before I do that, I have a message from Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty that brought you the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your Our friends and your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and just listen to me. They're good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all deliciousness. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. And beyond just that, of course they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. The puffs are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or even if you need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein with low calories, low sugars, and just in general, really, really good bars covered in a 100% real chocolate. So it's delicious coconut-rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Talking the Texas Tech running back situation now, I have to say, Taj Brooks and Roger Thompson set the bar really high for what we expect out of Texas Tech running backs. And it's not out of the the question to think that Taj Brooks or Thompson, depending on who gets more carries, could – possibly come close to the thousand yard mark, depending on what Zach Kittley does with the system, particularly Brooks. If he keeps up his efficiency from last season, he would only have to have about 160 carries to be able to reach that thousand yard mark, which over the course of 12 or 13 games and the efficiency he's shown seems somewhat possible. So I could see that happening, but in the meantime, beyond those two guys that we've already covered extensively, you have to think Cameron Valdez and Blake Bedwell are going to be the two guys that are next up on the equation because both of them have shown quite a bit of talent. Obviously, Bedwell had a really good spring game. The transfer from SMU, I believe he's a preferred walk-on, but he's someone that has a lot of talent and is going to play into the factor when it comes to maybe being a third or fourth string running back. Might get some good run against a team like Murray State early on in the season. And from watching the spring game, I was probably most impressed with his receiving ability, to be honest. He seemed to work really well out of the backfield. I believe he had four catches in that game. 
but certainly Bedwell is a guy that has a lot of talent with him for being at PWO and a transfer from SMU. So I don't know if he's going to factor into the equation right away, but certainly is going to be another massive get for Texas Tech in the backfield. It's good to have that amount of depth in your equation. And Cameron Valdez is the other guy. And for Valdez, I think he might be the guy that has a lot of untapped potential. He only played in two games last season. But in those games, he had six carries for 16 yards. Against FIU, he showed a lot of talent in the backfield. I thought he had a good five carries there. If you look at what he's been able to do in his high school career, it's highly touted coming into Texas Tech. He's someone that I think will factor into this equation when it comes to just taking a look at what he can provide for the team. I mean, you're talking about someone that last season was kind of stuck behind Xavier White, stuck behind Charlie Thompson, stuck behind Todd Brooks. Obviously, two of those guys still remain at the running back position. But another year development, a full offseason for Valdez. You saw what he was able to do a little bit last year, but really not all that much. But Valdez, again, someone that was highly touted out of out of Rockdale High School. He's a redshirt freshman. He was able to redshirt last year. He's more of an elusive guy than what you see from Thompson and from Brooks. Not as much of a downhill guy. The size and stature is going to impact him. But if you're looking at a, a pure running back that is probably going to factor into the passing game some more, I would say Valdez is the guy to look at. And I think the biggest thing that you have to worry about a little bit with him is the pass blocking. From what I've heard, just little snippets, I think that's something that he has a little bit to work on, at least compared to Sir Roderick Thompson in particular. That's a big reason why Thompson can be so valuable. But certainly Valdez has a lot of potential. If not this year, you're going to see him play into the equation going forward. I mean, just looking at the rest of the list, I mean, these other guys like Thompson and like uh, Taj Brooks have showcased their ability as downhill runners, but the passing the game, the passing game out of the backfield and also the ability to run sort of as a more speed guy, I think Valdez is going to be one of the guys to watch there. And I would expect an uptick in his production, even if it's not more than 50 or so carries over the course of the season. It'll be nice to see what he can do on some volume. He's got a new number this year. He's number zero now. Last year's number 27, I believe, was his number Last year's, yeah, it was 27 was his number last year. So he's number zero now. Nice number for him. It's going to be neat to see what he can do. And I have to say Valdez is going to be one of the more intriguing guys for me to watch because if he can get things going this year, I mean, if, if Thompson or Brooks, for whatever reason, aren't able to play quite as much for the D injury or something else, it's going to be important to see what Valdez can do. And I was really high on him coming out of Rockwell, and I'm high on Rockdale, and I'm high on him now. So that'll be interesting. And the last guy that I want to cover in this backfield mix is Bryson Donald, the freshman three-star out of Tyler Legacy in Tyler, Texas. Donald's a guy that comes from comes to Tech having quite a story high school career. He ran for almost 3,000 yards. He had to share snaps and running, or an attempt actually, with Jamarian Miller, who is one of the top running backs in the country in the Alabama commit. And Despite all of that, he ended up with averaging over seven yards a carry in his scene in 2020 as well. Coming into his first year at Tech, again, someone that has a lot of experience for a freshman, someone that ran for, again, almost 3,000 yards in his high school career. Not really someone that we had know a ton about when it comes to 
exactly what his role is going to be. I would imagine he's someone that isn't going to be necessarily in the backfield. There isn't going to be a ton of a pass catch, that much of a pass catcher out of the backfield, but still going to factor into the equation. You have to think that he's going to play a couple of games early in the season, has four games before he would burn his red shirt. I would expect Tech to utilize that, especially in a game like Murray State. And it's going to be hard for him to get too many steps just because, like I mentioned a million times, there's a lot of talent on this roster in the backfield between Valdez Thompson and Taj Brooks, in addition to guys like White and Thompson probably getting a little bit of extra snaps. And then also Blake Bedwell is far from a slash as well. So I would say that for year one, feasibly for Bryson Donnell, the goal there should be for him to just get a few snaps, get acclimated to the program. I believe he's a summer entry, so he hasn't had a full offseason. So just being able to get everything underneath him, and I have faith in him because he's a guy that showed a lot of talent in high school, obviously had to split snaps with an Alabama commit, so that's going to play a lot into just kind of skewing the numbers down a little bit, but still really talented, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And in general, I think this room as a whole has potential to be one of the strengths of Texas Tech's team. I'm not sure how much that kill is going to utilize the running game based off of what pressers have been saying and what we've heard from the coaches themselves, it would be estimated that they would utilize the running game quite a bit, but it is a Kibbe system. You have three good quarterbacks. You have a good wide receiver group, which we'll talk about next week. There's all the reason to expect that Tech probably won't use the running game quite as much as they did in 2021, where they used a lot of option opportunities. They used all three of Thompson, Valdez, and White to good use, but still a lot of opportunities for the running backs. I think this could be a breakout year for one of them. I think Taj Brooks will probably lead the team in both carries and yards, but Thompson seems like a good bet to have a lot of touchdowns this season. And Cameron Valdez, I would expect to be the third guy in the rotation, getting quite a few carries and possibly breaking out at some point over the course of the season. But regardless, it's a talented running back room, and I'm excited to see what happens going forward. But that is all for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed this break from conference and realignment talk. I'm going to be doing an episode on my own talking about the realignment situation and how that pertains to Texas Tech. If you didn't check out the Big 12 roundtable, which will, which was up on Wednesday, do check that out. I think there's a lot of good insight into what's going on with the Big 12 and with the potential Pac-12 additions as well. And also the roundtable on Tuesday where we talked more along the lines of the new Big 12 commissioner. All of that stuff is valuable information to have. But in the meantime, if you want more Texas Tech content, I promise that is coming up soon to you. The next week, I'm going to have, obviously, the realignment talk tomorrow. I'm going to have the wide receiver grouping, hoping to do NC State and a Texas preview in the next week. And then also, I, as I have said, I am looking to do a Lady Raider podcast sometime in the next week or two. So be on the lookout for that. Also, going to get back to the basketball content in a little bit. If you know anything about me, you know that I absolutely love covering tech basketball. So that's going to be something that I'm going to talk about eventually, but taking a little bit of a break on that for now. But in the meantime, if you want to see what I think about all that summer league starting up and whatnot, you can follow me on Twitter at Eraser41. You can follow the official Locked On Texas Tech Twitter account at Locked On TTU. You can follow us wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. And you can subscribe to our YouTube. We have 460 subscribers up there trying to make it more. We're going to be continuing to develop the YouTube game. You can see now I have a new recording area. As for only the people that have seen that on YouTube. So if you aren't watching on YouTube, you can go check out 
a wonderful new recording. I promise you better lighting now, uh, not looking at the ceiling. So that all is great stuff. But in the meantime, thank you for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. You can get more on the Big 12 by making Locked On Big 12 your second listen. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Locked On Big 12, including myself, take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12 is your second listen, and over the last couple of days, it's been your first listen. But regardless, if you like those podcasts, you can make Locked On Big 12 your second listen every day. And in the meantime, I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.